When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Blasty's Corner, everybody. Um, no no theme music today. I, uh, I don't think we deserve it, to be very honest with you. Uh, by now, you know that the Flames have lost the latest iteration of the Battle of Alberta. Uh, we have now 0-10 in our history when we're down 3-1 in a series. The Oilers have gotten to 15-2. And, and uh, you know, if you play as badly as we did, um, that that's going to happen. I mean, at no point... At no point in this series did the Flames look like they deserve to win this this series. Um, let me get this out there first. I'm going to get this out there first. All right? The Edmonton Oilers deserved to win that series. Okay? The Flames did not play up to their potential at any point in that series. None of our stars showed up when it mattered. Markstrom let us down, and, you know, it is what it is. We all want to talk about that goal that got called back, and yes, it would have won us the game, but if we're being honest, and I do believe let, I do believe that if we won that game, if that goal wasn't overturned, we had a good chance of winning that game, and I do truly believe that we could have found a way to prevail in Game 7. But... Despite that goal being overturned, we didn't lose the series in that game. Chris, what were your thoughts? How are you feeling? Oh, just, uh, I mean, I'm disappointed. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, that's tough. I thought, I really did think they were going to win uh, game five. And I thought the start was fant- like not fantastic. I thought they actually looked pretty sloppy, to be mm. honest. Yeah, uh, they they were not themselves this series. You're right. Like I think Edmonton did deserve to win overall this series. Um, to put it like Sutter did, I guess McDavid deserved to win the series, and then, <laughs> the best player won the series. Yeah, the best. The best, that was a shot towards the rest of the team. Don't don't you deny that? That's uh, Daryl Sutter being shady, as they like to say. Yes. Uh, but yeah, no, I I'm disappointed. Like the Flames could have beat the Oilers. I, I truly believe that they were playing. Again, that B, even a B game would have been giving them a seven-game shot. I feel like, yeah. Um, but like they were the CD, I think for most most of the series. Yes, um, they, they had they had, they had glimpses, moments, mm-hmm. um, but they were never 
never quite there. And, uh, you know, injury news is now coming out slowly. Tanov uh, was basically dead, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Torn labrum. Yeah. Uh, separated shoulder and a sprained neck. <laughs> so, yep. um, so I don't know why he was playing. But I guess to keep the, the playoffs live, but he's having surgery, I think, next week. And mm-hmm. Zadorov apparently might have had three fractured ribs. Uh, sustained in the Dallas series, apparently. And they were uh, still, they were still like, they were two of our best defensemen. I would say. Yeah, Zadorov was fine. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah he played makes, through that. Yeah, and injuries happen to play. Like Edmonton is dealing through injuries too, so it's not an excuse. No, it's not. Um, the Flames just didn't play well, and especially their their stars. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, Johnny scored, but. You know, you're going to be seeing potentially, and I hope not. I hope Johnny resign. Like, man, I could ramble on about this forever, but depending on which way we want to go. But let, okay, let's two scenarios here, Grant. Uh, resign Johnny Gaudreau. Uh, you're going, you're saying, okay, you still want to be a contender with this core from a management point of view. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Johnny walks, I think, me personally, like I said, if Johnny walks, I think. You almost have to commit to a full blown tank. Yeah, it's just, it's over. If Johnny I, walks. I genuinely do. I don't know how you can't make up for John because Johnny. Everyone will say, "Oh, we'll you know, Kachuk is a hundred points. Lindholm has eighty some points." They were not those players before Without Johnny Kachuk. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So yeah. what do you think? Like, what do you, do you, there's another level to that too, right? Like there's the Johnny is, he did fine in this playoffs, I guess he mm-hmm. showed up in game seven, but there's yes. also periods where uh, he's not consistent in the playoffs though. Like this, this was oh. a little bit of a breakthrough. Like he had, now he has moments, he has shifts where mm-hmm. I think in previous years, he was just invisible for the entire thing for the most part. Yeah. But then you see those habits of, you know, you see the pictures coming up today. And for anyone who watched the game and knows the overtime goal, um, you see Hannafin throw an absolute muffin up the boards. Yep. Turnover for no reason, which is happening a lot in game five, by the way. Yep. In Um, the series, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. The whole series, but a lot of unforced turnovers, from the Flames D, and I don't know if that's a system thing. I think it's a personnel thing. Person, mm-hmm. personnel, personnel. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Good one. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, you got to throw some, got to throw some humor in there, right? But yeah. I, I, I uh, no. So yeah, Hannafin turns it over to Drys Hedl, right? And Johnny's right there. Johnny has a chance to make a check, and instead of. Even doing a stick poke, he peels off, assuming a pass is going to the point. I think that's what he was going for. He was yeah. cheating a little bit. Well, I think, I think, yeah. So there's been a lot of flack with that kind of stuff where, you know, you, you, you see Johnny peeling off, but, you know, his, his responsibility at that point is to, is to cover the point, right? There were two guys on McDavid yes. who should have, who should not have given him that much room. Um, and also, that was a clear shot to the net. Like Markstrom should have made that save. He he had I, oh, every yeah. opportunity to make that save. He should oh. have made that save. 
Um, if Markstrom is Markstrom against 31 other NHL teams, he makes that save. I don't know what it is, but his glove hand just like it doesn't work. <laughs> it, it just doesn't work against Edmonton. It I don't understand not, what it, it is. Was, it was not working. They've they figured him out. And hopefully this doesn't mean that all the 31 other NHL teams will figure this out because they'll have watched all this video. But I don't think like sign Johnny Gaudreau. Sign him. Give him all the fucking money that you have. Right now, in my opinion, uh, I want to get it. I wanted to get in this later, but in my opinion, you give all the money to Johnny. Trade Kachuk if you have to. At this point, um, I said this last time. This this we lost this series because Mark because of Jacob Marshram. Look, I love the guy. I still believe in him as an, as our number one goaltender. I know he's a talented goaltender. He's a Vesna candidate. But we lost this series because of Jacob Markstrom. Let me throw some numbers at you here. Um, so, you know, we mentioned that there was a guy on the other team who was injured. Uh, he ended up getting 17 points in five games with a sprained high ankle sprain. We yes. all watched him pop pills on national television painkillers <laughs> just to make sure that he could get through a game. Um, so Leon Dreisaitl is one tough son of a bitch. I will give him that. And he is a talented player. I've never denied that. Good on him for still fuck. Like he, he could barely move. And he got 17 points in five games. He got more points in a single series than Wayne Gretzky did. Let that sit for a little while. In That's unacceptable. Playoffs. That is unacceptable. From our perspective, completely unacceptable. Yes. Letting a guy with a broke knee get 17 points in five games. Completely unacceptable. Broke ankle. Good on Leon Dreisaitl. Sorry, I, did I say knee? I meant, I meant ankle. Yeah. Um, you know, like, okay, so as much as McDavid, or as, as Sutter said, the best player won, that is true. McDavid was phenomenal. But the rest of the Oilers team showed up. Their, their depth showed up. And ours did not. They turned away. Callie Yarncrook scored probably his first and only goal as a flame <laughs> in that game. Great time to do it. Oh, great time yeah. to do it. But look, they scored what was it? Three goals in 170 or in 71 seconds? 44 goals. The four goals in 71 seconds. Two teams. The two teams. Yes. Needed a save there from Markstrom. Didn't get one. We fought all the way back. And also the flames blew. A three nothing lead in the game in game two, and then we blew a two nothing lead in game five. And a we four just couldn't lead in game one. Yeah. Well, we still won that game, but anyway. We blew the lead though. Yeah. So Six Zach two. Hyman, Zach Hyman had more goals than Matthew Kachuk. Eugene Hopkins won the game for for the Oilers, game four. Mike Smith had a nine oh seven save percentage and a three point four goals against average. Markstrom had an 852 save percentage and a 512 goals against average. What did you say last time, Chris? Average oh goaltending. Yeah. yeah. Average, Average goaltending, and we'd win that game. Right? Markstrom had an 857 save percentage in game five. Every single game that he played, it was below a 900 save percentage. You cannot win games 
when your goalie isn't even playing average? He was, he wasn't even average. Like, like, no, yeah, like he I'm, was, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was, I, he was not even, he was an NHLer. Like, if you throw those numbers out, like, if he played like he did in that series for the season, the Flames would have been drafting for a lottery. Yeah. That's how bad he was. He was off. Like, like, sure, it's not all on Markstrom's shoulders. That's not what we're saying. But good goalies make big saves. There are going to be defensive breakdowns. You have to know that in the NHL, especially between these two teams, there's, what, four 100-point scores between the two teams? There's going to be high-danger chances. The goalies are paid the big dollars, $6 million for Markstrom, who is a Vesna candidate. He's expected to make a tough save. If it was all daisies and roses, he would have a shutout every night. Or he should have a shutout every night, I should say. But I think I can't remember what is there's what is that stat? It's called I think uh, it saves above expected. Mm-hmm. I think Markstrom was minus ten on that, or something like that. He's probably I'm assuming I think he was minus eight before the last game, but I'm assuming it's uh, that that's up higher now after the game five or lower, I guess lower. Just, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ottinger was plus fourteen, for example. Yeah, Historic. on the other end of the spectrum, and was way above any other goalie. Yes, I should say. Um, like, but like you know, you kind of want to be above that number. It saves above expected. Yeah. Uh, and Marshall was well below. That means he's letting in goals <laughs> that he should not be letting in. Literally, not... he was letting them in left, right, and center. Yeah, literally. And um, I the criteria for low, medium, and high. Risk uh, danger. I think, you know, Marshall made a majority of the low. I think he let in one low risk shot or one less goal in. Uh, but his medium and high danger was 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 pretty poor. I believe. I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, just from reading. But look, the, the Flames weren't good in front of him. Not denying that. But this is where you, as a goalie, you know, you perform average. You make a big save or two. You know, an extra big save, like just one extra big save or two extra big saves. You know, for example, on that breakaway ish or two on one from Zach Hyman uh, right after the first Oilers goal, that's a savable shot. Like, it's a difficult save. I'm Mm -hmm. not saying that's a weak goal, but he could have saved it. He missed it with his glove. He didn't catch it. It hit his glove, rolled behind him, and then Puliarvi was there to tap it in. Yeah. But if that is in his glove or the rebound is kicked out farther away, that's a that's a, a good save, like a great save when you say, oh, that's a great save. And Markstrom did have great saves in the series. Like he saved breakaways. He saved good chances. He wasn't not in the net. <laughs> yeah. Like, but as far as Markstrom goes, uh, he was the worst one. He was worse than our shitty defense. He was worse than our top line forwards. Mm-hmm. He, the majority, like if you want to make a percentage weighting of why the Flames lost in five, Markstrom is probably over 50% in my books. Oh, yeah. There's no denying it. Like, look at his numbers. His, his, his numbers were ridiculous. 
Yeah. The, those numbers that I just threw at you were for the series. He had an yeah. 852 save percentage for the series. Yeah. You're not in the NHL with an 852 save percentage. Not for long. You're not even in the AHL with an 852 save percentage. Like, this is what I'm saying. I don't understand. We know Markstrom has another gear. We saw it in the Dallas series. But for whatever reason, the Oilers had his number. And that's, that is why, and, and the most disappointing thing is that we did feel, we did have a really good team. We had a great team. We had a terrific season. We had a deep team, we thought. Um, even the guys believed in themselves, of course. I mean, every team would say they believed in themselves. But, like, this was a very good team on paper. And we showed every bit of it against Dallas. Uh, just for whatever reason, the Oilers had the book on Markstrom. And our stars disappeared after the first game. Manjapane disappeared after the first game. Um, and then our depth forwards did nothing. Like, Yarncroke scored the fourth goal, but that was about it. The, like, the depth forwards showed up for game five. Yes. Yes. But, like... Michael Backlund was the best, was our best forward. Yes. Throughout. And, that, and that's a problem. When you have three top liners yeah yeah that need to do but i think like if like zach hyman you want to pick any of those oiler forwards they had more goals this series than all three of those guys combined any one of them yeah any one of those individual like five players that they had that graphic on in the game i don't know if you remember it um i think it was kane hopkins uh, mcdavid dry and uh Hyman. I think all of those players had more goals than the three top players combined, individually. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, Johnny had one. Johnny had one. Kachuk had three. Kachuk had three. Lindholm had one. Yeah. Over five games. Yeah. It's not so good maybe, enough. So maybe not Nuge, but I think all the other ones scored a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... It's tough. So, no, it's, it's disappointing. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of a lot of people didn't perform, and there was high expectations. And we talked about earlier in the year too about what would be a for the core enough success to justify continue going with them. And I think I said the third round. Yeah, but this was another. At the end of the day, this is what we have seen from this court. This was not a step forward, in my opinion. Yes, they beat Dallas in seven, but they won one game in the second round. Yeah. Effectively, you lost to the first. Like, you were barely a factor in the second round. You, you got walked over. Yeah. That's it. Nope. I, I didn't see enough progression to continue with it, personally. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, 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 I will. I do want to talk about that. Um, I do want to talk about that. We need to talk about this overturned goal because um, yes. <laughs> it's incredibly controversial. But That's let's, true. I think it's about, you can't do this for too much longer. So let's take a break. We'll come back and we'll talk about those two real things relatively quickly. Does that sound good? Oh, yeah. Okay. So stick around. We'll be right back after this. 
This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This episode of Blasty's Corner is brought to you by DraftKings. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win, and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now, back to the show. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. And welcome back. So, Chris, that was a goal, right? Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah, that was cool. a goal. I get, from the one angle, it looks like he kicked it, <laughs> kind of. But really, like, he, he didn't kick it. He was just skating towards. He he got hit right. Like he, he yep. hit the goalie and was in the air and was kind of trying not to die. I think. Yeah, I think he did angle his foot because he knew the puck was there. But yes, last time you heard, last time I heard, sorry, last time I tried to kick with one leg in the air with the foot that was on the ground, it was pretty tough. <laughs> yeah. Not to mention, you probably didn't have someone pushing you from behind either, did you? No, no. Yeah, like pushing you hard from behind. And it's disappointing because the goal, the puck was going in too. Yeah. So like it didn't matter. Like, yeah. Like why yeah, even make that controversial of a I, call? Yeah, I, it's it's ridiculous. Oh, so so our friend of the show, Matthew, of course, um, wanted us to 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 include this. So, section thirty-seven point four of the NHL rulebook states. A distinct kicking motion for purposes of video review is one where the video makes clear that an attacking player has deliberately propelled the puck with a kick of his foot or skate and the puck subsequently enters the net. Okay. Now, I'm not sure if you've seen it yet or not, but the the reason why this is bullshit is because if you go on to Scott Wheeler's... Uh, Twitter. Twitter account. He has a he released a tweet with a gif on it. Um that was of of a good goal call. This season. It yes. was deemed good goal. Blake Coleman came out after the game. He said, "I must not understand the rule because I thought that as long as it you could deflect the puck with your skate, you just can't kick with your skate to kick the puck into the net." but you can put your foot out there to deflect it. And if you watch this gif from Scott Wheeler, that's exactly what the player does. 71, I think that's... Who was that? Tierney from Ottawa? 
whoever. I can't remember. I just saw the leg and then saw red. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, you know, that's the NHL wants to overturn a call on a goal that was going in anyway. On a call that had, he had, there was no way that was a kicking motion. Kevin Bieksa and Jen, Jennifer Botterill on the panel that night, those were bad takes, man. I didn't Buddy, even watch him. Oh my God. He was, they, they basically called Coleman out for trying to kick the puck into the net. They said he intended because he was staring at the puck, not at the, the ground where he was likely going to fall, but at the puck. And then he moved his leg and just coincidentally touches the puck and it goes in the net. But what Elliot Friedman was saying, he was being pushed from behind, right? His back leg was not there because it was, it hit Mike Smith's pad and he was pretty much airborne. So what are you going to do when you're airborne? You're going to want to put your foot down instead of face planting onto the ice when somebody from behind you is pushing you forward. Like that is not a distinct, that is not a kicking motion. That call was bullshit. It's part of his. Yeah. Oh no. hundred percent. It was, you can't justify like there was a forward motion of his leg. Yes. But like, yeah, like you said, he was getting pushed. He was in the air. He's trying to stop. He's trying not to run into the goalie probably for one. Just don't want to get a penalty. Yeah. Three minutes left in the third. Also, he probably doesn't want to go head first into the goddamn post. Yeah. Which is where he was going. If yeah. he didn't put that leg down. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There was a puck there. Yeah. We get that. If he was a forward and he wasn't looking at the puck in that situation, I'd be a little concerned. Yeah. As well. Um, Plus, but- it. I guess it doesn't matter, but it should matter. The puck was going in the fucking net anyway. So why are you overturning it? Yeah. I that think makes compl- that makes absolutely no sense. It's a complete fucking joke. How do you overturn that call? Yeah. I, and the NHL, like they've had a couple statements come out and they're just not good enough for me. Like, I think one of them was just like reciting the rule word for word and not the whole rule. And then I think Colin Campbell said, oh, we thought it was a distinct kicking motion. Like, that's not good enough. Yeah, okay, yeah, the grass is green. We get it. Like, we know you called off the goal. We know you think it was a distinct kicking motion, but why? <laughs> why? And why is it different from the other goals that were allowed late, earlier in the season? Yeah, and that, that's, that's the stinker, right? Is that there were other goals that were a lot more distinct kicking motion than Blake Coleman falling because he was being pushed from behind into the goalpost or beside the goalpost where he was going to face plant if he didn't put his fucking foot down. It, it, <laughs> I did, that rule needs revamping. Like totally like, cause it is too, if that, if this call can be called off without a challenge, mind you. Yeah. Without a challenge. If this that's that's be, the thing. That's yeah. a that that's another very suspicious thing. Is there was no challenge. There needs to be 
a review of how this rule is written or how it's interpreted by the NHL because I genuinely I've, I'll, now I will have no idea. I have seen kicks being called, and I'll, I'm personally even before this incident, I'm on the the side where like literally most of these should count. Yeah, especially if a, a player is engaged with another player. Like the only time I don't think it should count is if it's like literally like a like a guy kicking a soccer ball. Yeah, or if there's like no contact, the guy's just in front of the net and yeah. he just kicks it in with a skate. Yeah, that's exactly. a distinct kicking motion. Exactly. Yeah, it it, but, it outside of the spirit of the game, and I think anyone with their head screwed on straight knows what I mean when I say that. If it deflects off a skate. And goes in, you know, if a guy like angles his skate and it hits it, even if he has a slight forward motion, you know, if it's going to hit his skate anyway and he deflects it in, that's the only play he can make. I'm totally fine with that count. That's a goal, though. Is what I'm saying. Yes, you can exactly. deflect the puck with your skate. Yeah, I know. That's a good goal. That's what I thought this was. Yeah. And like a lot of the other clips, too, like you'll see the puck's not even going in, like it's going off the side and the guy will like stick out his leg and it'll hit his skate. And it'll deflect it. I'm like, how is that better, more legal than what happened to Coleman? Yeah. I don't exactly. I don't get it. And it doesn't make a lot of sense. It's not intuitive. And if there is this much controversy over something that should be pretty black and white, to be honest. Yeah. Then they need to revisit it. Because, I mean, yes, it probably isn't going to affect the series. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. Like, the Flames are... We're not playing well enough, I don't think, to to say that we could have no. even won that game with three yeah, minutes we, left. I feel like Edmonton was probably going to score, to be honest. Yeah. Like, yeah. But it's it's the it's the principle. It's the principle of yes. it. Yeah. Like, we didn't even get that chance. Yeah. For all the people who are crying that you know we're just being sore losers, that's not the case. That's not the issue here. Again, go watch. Go to Scott Wheeler's Twitter account and find that gif of a good goal where the player deflects the skate the the puck into the net with his skate and you'll see what we mean. Um if if you're unwilling to do that then you're just a troll, but that's fine. The the whole point is that yeah, like you said Chris, it's the principle of it. We're not saying that that's what cost us the series. It's not. We said this right off the hop. Edmonton Oilers, they played better than us. Yeah. We lost the series way earlier than that. But that could have won us the game. That could have given us momentum to build towards game six. We could have beat them in their own in their own barn. And then, hey, look, it's game seven. We're tied 3-3. It's anybody's game at that point. You want a battle of Alberta? That's the battle of Alberta right there. But nope. Bettman wants, Bettman wants what he wants. He wants McDavid in the, in the conference final against Nathan McKinnon. And that's and what I, everybody's going to get. And I hate conspiracy theories like that, but it is <laughs> it is hard to, to to look at that objectively and be like, that's not something that's on their minds. Hey, man, when there's smoke. Yeah, it's there's one of my favorite, what's one of my favorite phrases, when there's smoke. Yeah. Because I just... I haven't seen anything from the NHL where they could be like, yeah, that's kicking. They haven't shown me just saying they thought it was a distinct, like I said before, a distinct kicking motion is not enough for me personally. It's not justification, just reciting the rule. 
At least yeah. thank you. Yes, we understand. <laughs> we, we all agreed. agreed. But what is your interpretation? That is what I want to see. Whoever made that call, that is what I want to hear. And if it's reasonable, then fine. But, but I don't think I don't think you can provide a reasonable explanation, and that's probably why they haven't given it. It's like it's like the Amber Heard and, and Johnny Depp trial. <laughs> For anyone this who's following the, that, this is the second time you brought this up. I know I've watched. You're a lot following of it. it closely, huh? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm addicted <laughs> to TikTok, so it's all over it. <laughs> but, but look, it's, true. It, it's what, similar. What's really fishy here, though? I'll, I'll I'll I'd love to get your thoughts on on that after the show. But what's What's really fishy here, though, is that the referees on their own accord decided to review it. There was no prompting from the Edmonton Oilers bench. I didn't even see an upset Woodcroft trying to get the, the, the ref's attention. I think they just, oh, yeah, that's a goal. Even they, you know, there was no, there wasn't really, I, I, I didn't see because they didn't show the other bench. Um, but to my knowledge, there was there was no there was nothing from from the Oilers saying that they wanted to challenge it or you know that that they thought that was a distinct kicking motion. The referees decided to confer and review it on their own. So that is very fishy to me. To me, that's less fishy just because I think they knew that it went off a skate. Sure. So they're gonna look at it. I don't think that because that's not something I don't think you can challenge for. I think that just is a for a kicking a, motion. Sure, yeah. Can. I don't know if it's on that like challenge list. I think there's challenges for goalie interference and offside. I think that's kind of limited to to those things for the coaches. In terms of like you know you challenge and then you're going to get a two minute penalty if you're wrong. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like in yeah. within that scope, I think this is one of those ones where, um, like kind of a high sticking. Sure. Like it's one that the refs are gonna look at to make sure that it was a legal goal. Sure. Um, so I don't blame the refs in that situation. I Fine. they called the goal on the ice. They're like, Yeah, that's goal. And yeah, you'll see the refs well, wave off a kick. That's that's even worse. Kick. But that but that's even worse is that they got overruled. Well, no, but 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 the fact that they called it a goal and meaning and then they overturned it means that they found sufficient evidence to overturn that goal. Toronto did. Yeah, which is bullshit. Yeah, the refs didn't have a... Once they go to review that, I think Toronto takes over the reins and makes the call. Yeah. The refs are just messengers at that point. Look, suffice it to say, suffice it to say, if I could wrap all this up in two words, it's emotional damage. <laughs> emotional that's, damage. That's three words. no. It's two just, words. Just emotional damage. Yeah. Emotional damage. Yes, it's two words, my friend. Well, you said it's. Well, okay. <laughs> That's mad. Okay, Chris. <laughs> grumpy. But, yeah. The, fl- the Oilers played better. We're not saying that that in and of itself cost us the series. Because like I said, we lost the series way sooner than that. Um, the Flames didn't show up. And that's that. It's the principle of the whole thing. We're over it. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know Not, if we're completely we, over it. But we will get over it. We will get over it. We're over it for now in this podcast. <laughs> because now I want to talk about what we're going to do in the offseason. Lots of tough, tough decisions. 
but I've been really, really thinking about it. Um, look, Matthew Kachuk has been with the Flames for six seasons now. He had over 100 points this past season. He had 77 points, I think, two years, three, two or three years ago. Um, he's he's been here for six years. I think if we're going by what he said at the time during Brady Kachuk's negotiations with the Ottawa Senators, um, he basically said that Brady wasn't cutthroat enough. He wasn't a Kachuk yet. Um, he needed them to help him out in those negotiations because he wasn't, quote unquote, cutthroat enough to, you know, get what he deserved. Kachuk has a $9 million qualifying offer for next year as an RFA. After that, he's an unrestricted free agent and can walk. Um, I wasn't overly impressed with Kachuk's game in the playoffs. Uh, I do believe that... Uh, a lot of his game this year has been the result of playing with incredible line mates in Johnny Gaudreau and Elias Lindholm. That's why I want to break the bank for Johnny. I mean, obviously, I'd love to re-sign Kachuk and Johnny at the same time. Um, but I, I, I honestly don't think we have enough cap space to do that. So what I propose is we sign Johnny to whatever he wants. Um, if he's willing to take a whole time discount, that'd be great, but do Not everything after. you can to sign Johnny Gaudreau and then trade Kachuk to the team that he probably would want to go to most trade him home back to St. Louis. Would you say no? Would you say no to Kachuk for Tory Krug and Jordan Cairo? Yeah, I would say no. You'd say no to that. Yeah, Tori Krug, I never loved. He can hit the net, though. <laughs> with regularity. Uh, it's such a... Nine goals this season. 43 it's a, points. It's such a... Yeah. I just don't know. I mean, he's, he's, he's a little overpriced. He's Six small, he's expensive, and he's old as and well. He's 31. Yeah. Stay away from that. Uh, Kyrie, I really like as a player. Um, I don't know if he's... Uh, same worth Kachuk. Yeah. I don't know if he's a Kachuk, though. Even he can skate better. Yeah, sure. But he's smaller. Much smaller. Yeah. And like has doesn't have the points. Like well, how many points did Kyrie get this year? Seventy some. Yeah. So you're stepping yeah. down. Now, yeah. does Kyrie get a hundred with Kachuk? Or with Kadrill? I don't know. Tough to say. I don't But that so. that's what I mean though. He he could. Potentially, but there's also intangibles that. Oh, of course. Kachuk does provide that. I, you know, Kyrie. I don't know. That's why I don't like the. I know it's not just. One yeah, one yeah. For Kyrie, but Krug is a. I don't know. I think that. I think you might be. You might just be I'm, wanting that that the accuracy of the shot, but I don't think it's worth yep. it. <laughs> I mean, know? you're just, right. You're right. It's a bit of an underwhelming package, to be honest with you. But yeah, what I would rather, I would look at Ottawa. Ottawa. Those brothers there, mm -hmm. I would see maybe if they would do a trade of some kind for a pick and like their first this year, and uh, 
you know, other things. Because uh, the compensation for an offer sheet on Kachuk is four for shoppings, I believe. Uh, okay. So you make a deal that's less than that. Uh, but still good. Uh, he, you know, they might they do a trade and sign or whatever. I don't know exactly don't, the, the how that works, but I don't want anybody on Ottawa other than Brady Kachuk. You no. would just be it would just be picks. Oh no, don't like that. I know, but like, what do nope. you? Nope. What do you? What is your? You think we're gonna contend next year without no. Kachuk? You think nope. we're gonna contend next year without Kachuk? No. Is that a nope? You don't think so? Well, we'd have Kachuk next year. If we traded him to Blues, we wouldn't have Kachuk. No, but I mean, we could potentially have Kairou, Krug, and Forsberg. <laughs> we're not getting Forsberg, man. We're not getting, it's not happening. You got to let that, that ship sail. I want him so bad. Uh, I also don't think... I mean, he's a good player. I, is he that good? He can score goals. He can finish. We thought he is a score. wicked player, though. Forsberg is a wicked player. I know. He's he's, yeah, he's 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 a good player. He's 27, so he's, you know, still young-ish. Yep. Uh, career high of... 84 points this year that he did that. Before, he had 32, 48, 50, 64. Mm-hmm. Is he going to repeat? Now, he had injuries in, I think, all of those years. And this year. Yeah, but is imagine, he, imagine is him he, playing with Lindholm and Gaudreau, though. Yeah, I he's, he's a very, very good player. I don't, like, what is it? What's this contract? What, like, can we even do that? Like, there's not even six million right now. Okay, that's decent. Yeah, it's well, no, but he's UFA, right? Yes. So, he's so we get... would give we would give Johnny the, the the pay raise. We'd use the money we would have spent on Kachuk on on Forsberg, assuming yes. he wants to sign in Calgary. I mean, why wouldn't you? Why would you? <laughs> I think Look, a, Forsberg can skate. Forsberg can skate. He's an elite finisher. He'd fit in very well on the top line um, as a replacement for Kachuk. I do love Kachuk, but I was, I was, I was very unimpressed and uninspired by his playoff performance. If I'm being honest, after the first game in the Oilers series, he he disappeared again. He was gone from games one to six. In the Dallas series, um, he played two games this playoffs. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. And you'd be paying him nine million dollars next year. So yeah, maybe get another hundred points in the season. But what does that mean? Regular season uh, don't mean shit. It's it playoffs, baby. Man, it doesn't. It really is. Hundred points is nice. What did you? What did he do in the playoffs? He had 10 points in 13. A lot of that was boosted by game one and a couple of secondary assists in the Dallas series that he really didn't. 
yeah, take away, generate. yeah, take away those three that that hat trick goal in that first game where he was great, like that was the Kachuk that we needed, and he showed up for exactly one game out of five. And we lost the other four that he was bye bye in. Yeah. So, no, I'm I'm not I'm not upset. And he's this isn't the first time either. This like the other playoff years. Well, yes, he's younger in those years. Um same thing. Speed becomes a an immediate issue. The pace goes up, his decision making, his smarts, which you know he's appraised for. Yeah. I mean he was he was he wasn't great in no. game five. He made a very a couple of terrible passes. That one pass to Johnny that led to the breakaway was just that was a horrible pass. Awful. It was, it was two feet behind him. Yeah, John, Johnny actually probably saved a goal because uh, just by getting a little bit of it, it allowed the back checker to come back. Yeah, but if that, you know, a lot of players would miss that puck completely, and that's a breakaway by two lines. Yeah. Yeah, thankfully Lind- Lindholm came back, and you know, he stick checked. Yeah, I believe it was Hyman. It was right Hyman. at the end there, and then tried to make a hit, but then just got steamrolled. Lindholm did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was. <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> it was a good play though by Lindholm. Yes, I like. Uh, yeah, it was a very good play. But yes, um, I, I wouldn't. Game. It's it. You know what? Kachuk has been. I'm. I've accepted moving on from him. I guess is is my is my thinking. Yeah. If we need to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I. I don't think. I think we have a higher chance of signing Johnny long term than than Matthew. Um, and. To be honest, I, I don't know if I don't know if Matthew would, wants to stay in Calgary long term. You know, asked if you asked me at the beginning of the season, I would have said, "Yeah, give Kachuk to see. I think he's the captain." But after seeing his disappearing act in the playoffs, I'm giving that C to Chris Tanev this year. Tanev or Backlund? Yeah. Backland, because you know, longest tenured flame, and when the chips were on the line this year, he uh, played his best hockey. He really did all playoffs, and I love Backland. But at the same time, guy's thirty three. He's making too much money at five point three five, five point two five, no, five point three two five. I should say. He does, um, and his value has never been higher. Now, yeah, yeah. So I think you know if if someone's calling, I think we got to pull the trigger on that just well, to free see, up that cap space. You know, and and see when you talk about all these things, it's like okay, well, it, this looks this feels like a blow up because we're losing, we're losing Kachak, we're losing you know Backlin, we're losing Zadorov, we're losing good you know all these players. Keeping Johnny is, but it's. It's a is retool. It... It's a retool as long as we keep Johnny, because we still have we still have Lindholm. 
We still have Coleman. We still have Toffoli. We'll be able to sign Andrew Mangiapane. Toffoli was awful, dude. He was awful, yes. Toffoli was 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 worse than Kachuk. Yeah. My, I, mean, I liked the Toffoli pickup at the time, and he obviously started off great. But Boy, I was singing his praises. He was bad. Like, he was not an NHL. He, he was replacement level. Yeah. Like, you, you stick Matthew Phillips on that wing, he does a better job. And Sutter always <laughs> Sutter loves to defend his players. You know, he's like, oh, it's not about goals. It's not about goals. It's like, well, he wasn't good defensively either. The guy turns the puck over almost every single time he gets the puck on the half wall in the defensive zone. Because he takes forever to like get it and turn around and make a pass. Yeah, he looked he looked real slow. He was he was really, really slow. So um what does what does Tofoli provide? Does he hit? Not really. He's too slow to make an impact on a forecheck. His passing is fine. And his shot was horrible. He couldn't score. Yeah. What I don't value? know what was I don't know what the deal was there, to be honest. It was good in the regular season for a stretch, but unfortunately that looks like a just an absolute waste of a first. To me. We'll yeah. see what he does next year. We have him for one more year. I think that's you know, unless you want to flip him at the draft for something. Uh, as a, as an NHL roster, I mean, I'll, I'll always cheer, like I'll cheer for this team, but I want to see a direction, and I don't know if a retool is the right one, to be honest. Even with it, I love Johnny Gaudreau. I want to sign Johnny Gaudreau. Um, but I just don't have any faith in anybody, <laughs> many people on this roster. <laughs> I don't. Our first lot. Do you want to? You want to go through it again? But like, first defensive pairing, Hannafin Anderson. That is our stalwart defensive pairing. What were they were like minus ten this series? They were minus yeah, they four were, in game five. Not good. They were not good. They were on the ice for every goal, including the power play goal and the overtime goal. Yeah, they were minus four, and, and there was five goals, minus four, and they were on for a power play. Yeah, they were not good. They weren't good. Anderson, Anderson looked tired. <laughs> he looked mm-hmm. out. Of, he looked exhausted, which is not something you want to see from your top pairing defenseman. And I like I like Anderson a lot. Don't get me wrong, but he's our top pairing defenseman. Is he a top pairing defenseman? I think he actually probably more fits in like a power play specialist, three four defenseman. He's Just, not a power play specialist. Disagree? Oh, yeah. Sorry, I shouldn't say purpose. He is not. He's not. He's not. No, you're right. I don't know why I said that. But he probably tops out as a three four for me. Yeah, personal. He had a lot of points this year, but Hannafin is 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 probably a two, but not a good two. Mm-hmm. Because he's not. He makes shit decisions with puck a lot. Of the time. Yeah, like that Drysaddle goal. The sorry, McDavid goal. And yeah, intru- please interrupt me when I'm when I'm stepping on Shillington. Do you have faith in Shillington on our second pair? Nah, not after what he showed this playoffs. No. 
Do you have faith in Zadorov and Granson? Yes, they were good, but we probably can't resign them if we want to retool. So who are we slotting in? Valimaki, Mackey, or a, a random free agent that's just going to be a replacement level anyway? And Fattenberg. not good. Do you see where I'm getting at, though? Like, is this a team? Yeah, you've made me sad now, Chris. Is this a team, if you want to look at it without rose-cutter glasses on, is this a team, even with Johnny Gaudreau Lindholm, that you can win a cup with? I don't know if the answer is yes. I have serious, serious doubts. This team, as it was constructed on paper, was the best shot they had at it. Yeah. And there was a bunch of disappointing performances. I don't think Manjapani is going to get 40 goals again. 35 goals. He'll probably revert back to like what he is, which is a 20 to maybe 30 at the best. I'm just trying to be real, which is depressing. But Dubé didn't have a – he had one assist in the whole playoffs. Oh, Dubé was awful too, yeah. Just, But that's the thing is that everybody underperformed. Did they underperform or did it just their true colors? <laughs> no, they underperformed. Lot, yes. They underperformed. Especially the top players. But like a lot of our depth players. Underperformed. Like Yarncrook Yarn had zero goals in the regular season. Yeah. You want to, if you look at Yarncrook, that was his best performance. That he played the best hockey he ever did in the Flames. For the Flames. Yeah. I would have, I really would have liked to see Rizichka there, even though he scored that goal. Brett um, Ritchie had two goals in the playoffs. Yeah. Lewis had two goals, I think, in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. These players, our depth actually didn't underperform for the most part. They overperformed, some of them. Uh, like our no. fourth line overperformed, in my opinion. If you want to look at offensive production, they had eight. Yeah. They, they, they scored. I think, what, how many goals did Johnny have this series in the playoffs? Three? Two? I can't, I don't know, actually. I think he just had two goals. Uh, yeah, it might have been three, three or two. I'm gonna look it up right now. Yeah, I'm just you know throwing it at you because if you as a, as a manager who's putting this team together, do you just again like because this isn't the first go around. This isn't like a fresh build here that we oh we lost and learned some lessons. No, we've been trying this for almost a decade. And now you got to pay if you want to keep Kachuk and Johnny. Those guys are going to be ten million, so you're going to lose depth. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's about time for these for our players to come up too, though. I mean, we've kept them down there for way too long. You like yeah, like Pelletche and and Phillips and and Godin, But what yeah. do they provide? Well, you don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> you got to bring them up. <laughs> that's the thing. So it's, you know, and we don't even talk about Sean Monaghan, but the, he's not going to go through the playoffs not getting hurt, in my opinion. Or regular season, even. He's going to get hurt next year if he plays. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't envy, I don't envy Brad Trelevin. No, no. I really don't. Laying it like to me, laying it all out, like and knowing who's in the draft next year, it just makes me want to blow it up. And I know a lot of people hate that opinion, but you look at all the Stanley Cup winners, look at their rosters, 
and look what they have in common and you'll find the common theme for the majority of it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're feeling the sting now, but Hey, look, Florida Panthers were the president winning trophy this year. Um, <clears throat> they lost, they got swept by the Tampa Bay lightning Tampa yep. themselves went through heartbreak. Um, they got swept by the Columbus Blue Jackets. Everybody forgets about that, seemingly. Um, even though we were all laughing at them at the time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but they're back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. Um, there's... Yeah, I mean, their cores were better for them to, to be able to do that. Tampa? Um, oh, yeah. Well, look, and like... You know, you mentioned the 4 nothing defeat. Yes, that's a big stepping stone, but they also made it to the Eastern Conference Finals how many times? Yeah. A couple times. Like, they had progress. Like, they were right there. Yeah. This is the first time we've made it past to the second round since 04. And we haven't won two games in the second round since 04. Mm-hmm. Well, when we, you put we, it like that, Chris... <laughs> I'm just saying this. Now you've gone and depressed our listeners. <laughs> I'm just trying to be real. I'm just trying to show that this team maybe isn't as as good as we think. Like Sutter had a good effect on them this year, but it's, look at who's coming. Like if you look at the Stanley Cup winners, they have number one picks on. That's what I was getting to. For those who didn't pick that up. Number one overall. Our number one overall pick is Noah Hannafin. I think he was a number one. And we traded for him. And he's also, his stock value dropped below a point where he's not looked at as a as a number one overall pick. But No, he was drafted ju- fifth overall. Was he fifth? Oh, so there you go. Yeah. I was wrong. He yeah, was I don't projected think, to go first, I think. I don't think we have a number one overall pick. And we don't necessarily need one. I'm not saying we never, need yeah. one. I don't think have we ever had one? No, our best <laughs> is our best is fourth overall, which yeah. would be Sam Bennett. Yes. Um look, like you don't need a first, like the Blues, for example. I don't think had a first and they won't. Mm-hmm. But like that's a small most of the time you need one. Like look at all the previous winners. Stam like Tampa Bay, for example, Hedman Stamkos. Pretty mm-hmm. big parts of their Stanley Cup runs. They also have Kucherov and Vasilevsky. Yes, you know that's why they're might three peat this year. But look yes. at the look at the teams. You know, before Washington, Pittsburgh was Kopitar number one. I think so. Was he? I think he was. Maybe not. I don't Let think so. Let me look it up. Maybe top three, but I don't think he was number one. Eleventh overall. Sorry. Yeah. So the Kings, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't think it makes sense to rebuild right now. Like we don't have our first round pick next year. So I know, but you could maybe get it back. You could probably get it back. Is it that deep though? This draft class? I believe so. Yeah. Next two are pretty deep. Yeah, so wouldn't it make more sense when we had to wait until 2023 when Bedard. we have our first two picks? Yeah. 
Lucic's contract is coming off. Monaghan's contract is coming off. Yeah, potentially. I just, you know, maybe you... Uh, I don't know. So, uh, uh, that's the direction I want to go just because I'm tired of, of like this happening. I guess. Yes. As a fan. Like, we've been mediocre. We've been this middle bubble team for as long as I've been a fan of the Flames. And it's a horrible place to be. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you're you're right. We have been this team for a long time. And it is unfortunate. Yeah. Um, it's you know this is what you this is what you were saying at the beginning of the season. You've had discussions like this before before the season even started. Um but man, I still believe in this team. I'm glad. I, uh, I think we're a couple pieces away, but I, I I do believe that this team could do it. Like you know, Matthew Kachuk is yes, he has flaws, but I it's just yeah, you're, it's just going to be really tough to fit everybody in. Well, and we talk about like, this was the year to to do it because <laughs> I mean maybe your rookies come up and have good years, but you're. Now you're banking on a rookie to push you over the line. But that's how that's how the the league is going. That's the direction that they're going in. Right? Like you look at how exciting the rookies are in Anaheim, but they don't have the good players to back them up. We do. Yeah, now, whether we have the same caliber of yeah, about the same. rookies is <laughs> not, is, is another is a different question. Pelche, like, let, like being realistic with it, like Pelche, who is probably our best forward prospect right now. Oh, Coronado maybe, but yeah, he's a couple years out. But Pelche is our most ready forward prospect, probably. Mm-hmm. Like, how do I say this? He's he's the best one. I would say that's closest to being ready. Yes, he's probably at best. At best, if everything goes swimmingly, he might be a top six. Yeah, in my opinion. Yep. Like, 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 I don't think he's going to be a top liner. I think that would be amazing if it happened. But I don't. When you watch him play, and you and you look, at, he had a good year. But you know, even when we drafted him, he was projected as a, you know, potential, you know. Middle sixer player at, at the ceiling. And it looks like that probably will be true. So, like, yeah, I don't know. Do, do, is that rookie going to push us over to win a cup? I don't know. Don't, I'd be surprised. It would be nice. But do we put our chips in on that? Would you? I mean, it, you have to. As a fan, yeah, you have to. As a fan, sure. If that's the direction the team goes, I will support them and I'll cheer for them. Yeah. Look, the Heat are still in the playoffs right now. Yeah. So, I mean... Dustin Dustin Wolf. We have a chance. Yeah, we have a good chance. I mean, it's... You know, we're talking about these players and, you know, they're good. I mean, <laughs> funny enough, the Heat 
swept the Bakersfield Condors. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's funny. That is funny. They yeah. played each other. I, I'm very. I'm actually very excited for next year because they are coming to Calgary. That yeah. Confirmed. I was thinking about getting season tickets for the the Heat if I can. Please get do. Them. Please do. Yeah. And bring me whenever I'm in town. Yeah, I would. That'd be awesome. They play tonight, actually. Stockton and Colorado. Maybe I'll watch that game to ease up my the sting. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you'll know. Then you'll know how Poirier is doing. Clearly, I'm in the the biggest negative rant I've been on since we started the podcast. Yeah, it's it's been tough. It's, uh, sorry. it's I am sorry for the listeners. I just you know it's it's where my brain goes. This is how he was at the beginning of the season, though. It before was we start before we started yeah. on our and then point the, season. Then the hope built up. I'm like, oh, maybe they have it. Yeah. No. <laughs> Same no. team. Same, yeah. Same team. Yeah, so let's go heat. Um, <laughs> we'll see how everything goes. God damn. It had to be the Oilers, too, didn't it? I know. You um, lose in seven, it's a little easier. Yeah. But they embarrassed us. Yeah. Ugh. Hey, hats off. They had a good day. They, they played well. Right? They played well. We did not show up. And, <laughs> and then you trust Markstrom? Crap. Oh, ah, huh? ah. What? Then do you trust Markstrom? Against 31, against the 31 other NHL teams, yes. Just not against Edmonton for some reason. <sighs> Sorry, I interrupted. It's, one it's fine. Out there. <laughs> it's fine. I think it's about time we should probably end this podcast because we've been rambling no, no, no. for a little while now. No, no, no. Let's, let's, let's give it a little positive segment. We need some finish off on a positive let's uh let's give some accolades to some players on our team this year some accolades give me your top three give me your top three players this year and i'll give you my top three well top three i mean johnny is number one um elias lindholm I, you, you got to go with that top line are we talking about like regular season and playoffs or like what are we talking regular season and playoffs regular season and playoffs okay that makes it a little tougher um, I mean, yeah, Backlund. Backlund had a great season. Um, he had a great postseason. Uh, Johnny still, I still think he played really well, and uh, Lindholm played extremely well as well. I mean, they weren't able to do. I, I think Johnny wasn't able to. He kind of reverted back to his old ways because he felt like, like you said, he had to do everything on his own. Um. And when he gets into that, it's uh, he doesn't perform as well. But yeah, I guess those are my top three. I like it. And I'm going to say the same three. Actually, I was thinking <laughs> the exact same three players. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Backlund is my third overall, just because the regular yeah. season was a little less, a little less good. But yeah, yeah. So Johnny would be my first, Johnny, and then Lindholm, Johnny Lindholm, and then Backlund, and Backlund. Yes, and Sutter. I'm so happy to have him as a coach. Uh, very worthy of his Jack Adams nomination. Yes. Not his fault at all for what happened this series. This is uh, we've beat it to death, but he had a fantastic year. And it was it was a, honestly it was still a special year. Like we, if I had to repeat this year, I would do it because the regular season was 
was special. Yes. Even even during that losing streak where we were frustratingly losing, I think like six or five or six games or something. Yeah. But you're gonna have that. There's ebbs and flows, and this yeah. team was this team was special, and I did have massive hopes for the playoffs. Like I genuinely thought they could take a run at the cup this year. Yep, based on too, their regular buddy. season performance. So I, I think they had a fantastic year. I'm happy to watch. I was happy to do this podcast with you, Grant. I think we're probably gonna do more, but oh yeah. Uh, this does feel like kind of like a, a, a sort of ending to the season for the podcast. So it was fun. Yes. Thanks for all the listeners who listen to my negative thoughts for months on end. Love it. <laughs> Love your support. I'm working yep. on it. We appreciate your ears. <laughs> um we'll probably do another one relatively soon there there'll be more sporadic i would say throughout the off season oh yeah um, yeah we've chatted but continuing yes so we will we will definitely uh work on getting more content out for you guys um but yeah like chris says echoing his statements thank you so much for for listening everybody we do appreciate your support and your ears um and uh yeah had a lot of fun doing this so um we look forward to doing more for you and uh, looking forward to seeing what happens with, with the flames. And yeah, I'm sure we'll get uh, Matthew and Joel and um, we got to get Austin on. We got to get Alex mm. and other Chris on. And, you know, we got to get all these people on to some special guests. Yeah. Get some special guests on here. Talk about more flames contents, uh, what decisions we'll make over the summer and all that good stuff. So, um, you know, stick around, stay tuned. We'll, uh, we'll still be around. Thank you again for listening. Uh, as always for all time and forever and eternity, eternity, go flames, go, go heat, go. Let's watch these guys uh, bring home a Calder cup. Cause that would just be a great way for them to that would right be. into Calgary and, um, you know, start a defending, defend a championship run. So, um, Let's go. Gear it up. Thanks, everybody. Catch you guys soon. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.